Little honey bees flying around, little green peas from the ground, buttermilk biscuits nice and brown. Bring it to Tennessee farm table, butter beans, peas, beets and chard, chickens running in the yard, catfish frying in that lard. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Cast on skillets, good and hot. Watch it steam and crack and pop. Cornbread bacon in that stove. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Pick them maters, good and ripe. Drop in black gang candy stripes. Look at 'em loading down those vines. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Bring it to Tennessee Farm Table. Welcome to the Tennessee Farm Table podcast and broadcast, a show that is dedicated to the people of our Appalachian region who produce, prepare, and preserve our foods and agricultural products. This is your hostess, Amy Campbell. Our theme song was graciously sung, arranged, and produced by East Tennessee's own Emmy Sunshine of Madisonville, Tennessee. We are really proud of this 13-year-old Tennessee talent. In this morning, we are setting the table with a little story about hot slaw from Polk County, Tennessee, from our friend Fred Sossman from Johnson City, the Mountains of Music Homecoming Festival events, culinary component called Feastables, from our neighbors up in Virginia, and a big list of events and markets going on in our East Tennessee area. Thank you so much for your good company here today. I really appreciate you tuning in. Now let's get started. All right, there are these two ladies, and for years they have worked really hard to make our Appalachian region stronger and more vibrant culturally and economically by way of bringing people together with regional food, music, and celebration of our Appalachian ways and stories. Their names are Jean Haskell and Katie Hoffman. Jean Haskell created the Appalachian Center at Virginia Tech and ran that for about 15 years, and then she ran the Appalachian Center at ETSU for many years, and she was the editor of the Encyclopedia of Appalachia, and that's just some of what this lady has been involved with. Katie Hoffman is the owner of her own company called AppleWorks, where she's in the business of arts, cultural heritage, and consulting and promotions, and she's an old-time ballad singer and has taught English for years at Tusculum College up in Greenville, Tennessee, and she lives in Jonesboro, Tennessee. And another neat thing that she does, she and her husband go out and find old cast iron, and they refinish it, and they sell it. So there's this annual music festival, which is part of the Crooked Road Heritage Music Trail, which winds through the state of Virginia that spotlights different musical venues and artists and cultural attractions. And this music festival takes place annually, and it's called the Crooked Road Mountains of Music Homecoming Festival. This year, it takes place over the span of June 8th, through the 16th throughout East, West, and Central Virginia. This event is comprised of 24 concerts and 70 cultural experiences and three festivals. The festivals are the culinary offshoot of this festival. And it's what we're gonna be talking about today with Jean and Katie. 
and they are the ladies behind promoting these Appalachian meals. These three different dinners are designed as an Appalachian cultural experience to reflect the taste of the place where the food is served. To set the stage a little on the music from this festival, you'll hear musical acts like Alex Leach as he plays with Ralph Stanley too and the Clinch Mountain Boys. And some of the other acts are the Del McCurry Band, Doyle Lawson and Quicksilver, Lonesome River Band, Russell Moore and Third Time Out, and many more. It's uh, old time bluegrass, blues, and acoustic music, which is at the heart of this festival. So a couple months back, Katie and Jean came to my house and we sat in my kitchen and they described the whole concept behind these festivals. And let's join Katie and Jean right now as they describe them to us. And if you feel like it, maybe you might want to attend one of these. But that got us so involved in working with local food all over the region that we started caring about it a great deal, thinking about it, writing about it. And then our friend Jack Henshelwood, who's the executive director of the Crooked Road, and we've both known Jack for way eons, uh, a long, long time. Um, once he became executive director of Crooked Road, and he wanted to showcase certainly the music traditions of Southwest Virginia, but he really wanted to showcase all the arts and he finally decided that culinary art from the region was a cultural tradition was important. Well actually you know you accused me of being sassy and I am. She was kind of pushy about and it. And I, I, <laughs> I went to Jack and I said Jack I said you need us to do some food events for you yeah, and you bring do. in a, a, a broader audience than you know just the music people. I said, and I, I used myself as, as an example my former husband was a wood turner, and I used to go to the conferences with him. And I kind of enjoyed it because there was a lot of beautiful stuff. And I, But after about two hours, I was done with the wood turning, you know, and I wanted something else to do. And I told him, I said, you'll get more people who enjoy the music if maybe they can bring along a partner who would enjoy some other element more. So he he listened, he he, he thought it. about it, and then he let us, he turned us loose. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He, he sort of said, you know, create these for me then. Yeah, he said, Give, bring me a plan. So we did. Is that how Feastables was born? Yes. It is. Yes. That is the birth we of did, the Feastable series. We did the, the first year, we just did one, and we did it at Hartwood because it was a test case. We were going to see how this went and how we could work on this. And it, it came off beautifully, and we loved it. And we came, when we came up with the title, I had me come up with Feastable. I don't know. We talked it around, batted it around. And the reason we call it that, because, of course, it's a Crooked Road Mountains of Music Festival, what used to be. He now just calls it the Mountains of Music Homecoming. But at that time, it was festival, and so we were thinking about that, and we got to thinking about how in medieval times, if, it was always, if you had a feast, you had food, and you had music, and you had entertainment, and you had artistry. I mean, you had everything, you know, and that's what we wanted this to be, everything. So we came up with festival. <laughs> and we, yeah, our, our whole idea is helping people especially people who aren't from Appalachia, but who might be coming from somewhere else. And, and there is a significant international and national um, audience for this this homecoming. People mm -hmm. come from all over the place. We wanted to kind of steep them in Appalachian culture and life and introduce them, let them kind of dig deeply in one place. And so when we, when we first approached Jack, we... 
the Crooked Road divides Southwest Virginia into three regions or three zones. zones yeah. And our first idea was to have three festivals, one in each zone. And we scaled it back to one that first year just to make sure that we could have a pilot program and carry it off. Um, and then last year we got to roll out the whole plan, but we wanted to have one that sort of showed off the potential of Appalachian food would, that would be sort of a, an haute cuisine um, or as Dale Hawkins calls it, new Appalachian cuisine kind of meal to show how beautifully and imaginatively chefs can use this food and not have beans and cornbread. Not that there's anything wrong with beans and cornbread, but this food has such potential. And so we wanted to have one that was a sort of a fancy pants haute cuisine thing because people don't think about that Mm -hmm. as being Appalachian, but it is. Mm -hmm. And then we wanted to have one that celebrated Appalachian history in every series mm-hmm. and we wanted we had one that initially we just kind of called the wild card festival but now it's sort of become the revitalization festival because this this food it's about movement a community that's revitalizing itself and using food as part of that right. revitalization and so we've and, they, and with the history one we always tried to do some kind of real food strong food traditions uh, part of it like what, last year we did a traditional dinner on the grounds at a church And we had gospel music, and we had this wonderful, you know, outside under their pavilion, you know, with the picnic tables and the whole thing. It was, it was really good. That's lovely. One of the things that we love the most about it is that we keep the word collaborative keeps coming up, but we love working on these festivals because we go to each community and we build a team from the community. And we don't tell them what to showcase from their community. We come in and we say, we've chosen your community. And by the way, these festivals move around. They're not in the same place no. every year. They move around. And we've chosen your community, so what do we need to showcase? And people get so excited. Like last year at the at the church picnic, it was at Dinwiddie Presbyterian Church in Hillsville. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Lynn Spencer gave us her aunt's black walnut cake recipe, and Which, it ended up being the dessert for the for the festival. Because they but, always used to have it for all their dinner on the grounds right. there at the church, you know. So it was a tradi- long-standing tradition. So we try to go into the community and showcase the best of what they choose, and we're just sort of the facilitators. Mm-hmm. And it's so much fun to see them get so excited, and you just would not believe how much work these people do mm-hmm. to get things and done. just to get to know them. They're oh, so they're, much fun. They're wonderful. Yeah, we have a great they're time wonderful. getting to know. And I feel like now I'm beginning to know people all over Southwest Virginia, every small community, you know. We've worked in so many, and we're going to be doing more. As you get out there and you do this work, you realize how diverse our population really is, mm-hmm. uh, despite what people think. Mm-hmm. And in, in a time where it feels like we're all, I don't know, what's the word, on edge and... and picking at one another. Picking at one, to go and watch these teams and these communities who appreciate each other and who work so well with each other and who are so neighborly and so generous and so... Uh, industrious. If you've just joined us, you're listening to the Tennessee Farm Table podcast and broadcast, and we are visiting today with Jean Haskell and Katie Hoffman. 
we're talking about the festival dinners, which are the food component of the Mountains of Music Homecoming Music Festival, which takes place annually this year. It's June 8th through 16th. And as always, links to this event, the festival dinners, Jean and Katie, and all of my guests are always available online at TennesseeFarmTable.com under that link that says listen to the show. Support for the Tennessee Farm Table podcast is brought to you in part by Century Harvest Farms and Century Harvest Farms Foundation in Greenback, Tennessee. A sustainable farm in East Tennessee producing 100% grass-fed beef and other wholesome farm products. Preservative-free grass-fed charcuterie, preserves, pickles, and jams. Also home to the community-serving, food-insecurity-fighting Century Harvest Farms Foundation. Details at centuryharvest.com. Up next, we've got Fred Saucman's segment about Polk County hot slaw. This is Daniel Eisenbry, public health educator at the Knox County Health Department, and you're listening to the Tennessee Farm Table podcast and broadcast. Broadcasting on the radio waves from Knoxville on Saturday mornings at 9 a.m. on East Tennessee's own community station, WDVX. This is Potluck Radio. I'm Fred Saussman. Polk County in southeast Tennessee is known for outdoor recreation on the Okoe River and in the Cherokee National Forest, but it also has a more obscure calling card, hot slaw. It's cabbage chopped very fine, almost like relish, and it's spicy and yellow, and it doesn't look very appetizing uh, when you first see it, but it's got a bite. Meg Guy grew up eating hot slaw, a specialty of Watson's Grocery in Benton, Tennessee. It was the only grocery store we had in any of the small towns right there on that side of the county. And that was the store we went to as kids, and we would always buy that stuff for picnics or especially, you know, hot dog suppers or weenie roasts or that sort of thing. It's great with hot dogs. That's also my family's favorite way of eating it. Good on barbecue or as a side with barbecue. You can just put a spoonful of it on your plate and eat plain. Cabbage, mustard, mayonnaise, and pickled jalapenos are the ingredients for Polk County hot slaw, along with the all-important brine from the pepper jars. Polk County hot slaw has a distinct flavor that's unlike any other slaw because of the jalapenos, and especially that sweet, salty, spicy brine. As far as I know, Polk County is the only place to find this kind of hot slaw. Um, I know people from surrounding counties come, so Bradley County, McMinn County, Monroe County, You know, they come specifically to Polk County to get hot slaw because it's the only place they can find it. My parents had let me know that they had been buying it at the local grocery store. I mean, we're a one-stoplight town and one grocery store town, you know, small grocery store, that they'd been buying it for over 40 years. I'm Fred Saussman. Here are several activities and events sponsored by area nonprofit groups that are farming, food, or agriculturally related. If you're in your car and you can't scribble this stuff down, I always have these links on my website, TennesseeFarmTable.com, under the link that says Listen to the Show. The Nourish Knoxville Market Square Farmer's Market is now open and takes place weekly on Wednesdays from 11 to 2 and Saturdays from 9 until 2. These markets run until November. 
There are four markets operated by East Tennessee Farmers Association of Retail Marketing, and they are open and as follows. Tuesday is the Ebenezer Road Farmers Market from 3 until 6, located where Westland Drive joins Ebenezer in West Knoxville. Wednesday is the Oak Ridge Farmers Market from 3 until 6 at Jackson Square. Friday is the Lakeshore Park Farmers Market from 3 until 6 p.m. Saturday is the Oak Ridge Farmers Market from 8 a.m. until 12 noon at Jackson Square. The Miracle Farmers Market is now open and takes place every Saturday from 9 a.m. until 12 noon at Founders Square in downtown Miraville. The Dixie Lee Farmers Market in Far West Knotts County now open every Saturday from 9 until 12 noon at 12740 Kingston Pike. And Beardsley Farm is celebrating their 20th anniversary this year. They are hosting their annual Solstice Supper event to mark the special occasion on the farm's accomplishments. The dinner features four courses and includes local craft beer and a hand selection of wine. This is a ticketed event and it takes place June 21st at 6 p.m. The East Tennessee Chapter of National Young Farmers Coalition is a networking and advocacy group for new and beginning farmers. This group hosts four to six events per year, such as potlucks, farm tours, and film screenings, and a great way to meet other local growers. Second Harvest Food Bank is in need of volunteers to help pick produce at Century Harvest Farms in Greenback, Tennessee. Century Harvest Farm Foundation and Second Harvest Food Bank have partnered together and this produce will then be donated and distributed to Second Harvest Food Bank partner organizations that serve 18 counties in our East Tennessee area. To volunteer or for more information by email greg at secondharvest.com tn.org. The Sevierville Commons Farmer's Market is now open on Fridays from 9 a.m. until 1.30. The Morgan County Farmer's Market will be open on Saturdays this year from 9 a.m. till 12 p.m. or sellout. The location of this market is Wartburg, Tennessee, and I think it's the old courthouse. And there is a brand new East Side Sunday Farmer's Market in East Knoxville every Sunday until August 23rd from 2 p.m. until 5 p.m. at the Tabernacle Baptist Church at 2137 Martin Luther King Jr. Avenue. The Harriman Farmer's Market will open Saturday at 8 a.m. at the David Webb Riverfront Park in Harriman, Tennessee. And there is a new East Tennessee Children's Hospital Farmer's Market held the last Friday of the month. The next one will be the last Friday of June. The time for the market is 10 a.m. And again, links and phone numbers to all this that I just read can always be found in one big list at TennesseeFarmTable.com under that link that says Listen to the Show. Hi, this is Elaine Strano, Executive Director, Second Harvest Food Bank. Our website is secondharvestetn.org, and you're listening to Tennessee Farm Table. Thank you so much for your great company here today on the Tennessee Farm Table. Hope you can join us again right back here next Saturday at 9 a.m. on the radio dial at WDVX.com out in Knoxville or anytime on our podcast, TennesseeFarmTable.com.
Our theme song was written by myself and sung, arranged, and performed by Emmy Sunshine of East Tennessee. More information about Emmy Sunshine at theemmysunshine.com. That is spelled T-H-E-E-M-I sunshine.com. We hope you'll reach out and connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, and also our podcast on TennesseeFarmTable.com, and please tell your friends about us. We want to say thank you to WDVX Radio out of Knoxville, Tennessee. They are a true community-supported radio station that does not receive funding from universities or government agencies. The community and businesses support WDVX. Through an agreement with WDVX, they are our media partner, and the Tennessee Farm Table Show is broadcast on that station every Saturday at 9 a.m. We hope you have a good week, and keep on digging. This has been a Campbell Creative Incorporated production.